Welcome everybody to Wrestling With Egos and you may think, oh look, this is a bit different isn't it? Well, I mean, it's not too bad now. Brian and Patrick, they're not in the cupboard anymore. Now I took them out of the cupboard because I'm a polite, polite kidnapper. Um, I put them into a much more spacious box, taped it all up, giant box, put some air holes in there and I've shipped them right back to America on a boat so they'll be there in about three weeks probably two weeks maybe say a week say maybe even by the next episode who knows but definitely will take more than a week two weeks from now when i record this who knows maybe maybe not maybe i'll get lost in the sea maybe i'm lying maybe they're still chained up i mean maybe they are chained up somewhere that's still chained up what am i on a base i'm not admitting to anything there But until they're back though, you are here with me, stuck with me, for yet another week alone. It's me, it's me, it's your boy, comedian and all around lovely person, KD. And we are going... Let's pull that mic up a bit, just in case there. Try and make sure you can hear me properly. Because the worst thing that can happen ever is people not being able to hear me. Because, I mean, I, I'd, I'd hate it if I couldn't hear me. I'm, oh, okay. I'm quite lucky because, of course... I can always hear me because it's my head. And I'm saying that though, I don't know how many of you know this, but what you actually hear as your voice most of the time, it's not actually your voice. It's actually um, what you're hearing is the vibration of the skull in your head. And then you're hearing that. So you're not hearing a true version of your voice. You're hearing it. But say if you... Um, went and shouted into a wall then the person on the other side might hear it through the wall still but it's not going to sound the same and it will sound slightly different i don't mean quieter and obviously but i mean it will sound different so that's what it is but you know what doesn't sound different this podcast without um the other wrestling with come we're wrestling with ego boys you got patrick swafford and brian Kriego. they are Probably going to be back next week. Who knows? We'll leave that. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out next week. But this week, because it, it's still me and it's still the British takeover, so we're going to go through wrestling in Britain in general. Of course, there's been a bit of a um, a bit more of a focus on British wrestling lately for many different reasons. We'll get into them fully later, but you know, obviously because of Money in the Bank. Um, it's just been around and because, of course, uh, AEW Wembley is coming up and something that might have been teased as well at Money in the Bank. But if we're going to go through everything to do with British wrestling, I mean, the only place to start really is the beginning. It's the only way. Uh, well, I mean, obviously as well, there's been wrestling back in the day. Um, the first mark of when we had any wrestling, I didn't actually check... For that, let's have a look. So, so the first wrestling in UK, I got the thing up for when the first WWE stuff happened, but I know the other things I'm going to mention in a moment are older. So let's have a look at the first ever, um, first ever thing. Oh, it was it was this that I'm talking about. Um, so the first ever show was done in 1955. 
um, and that was on ITV. So that's uh, for anyone who isn't from England or uh, from the UK, anyone over here. So ITV is our main free channel, your channel free, you know, it's right there. Um, uh, yeah, so um, the initial one we had over here in the UK, and I assumed there might have been an older one, but no, the one I was looking at already was the first sign of it, because in 1955 on ITV, you would get World of Sports. Now, some people might remember, um, oh, it's probably a good like 10 years ago at least now anyway, probably longer, um, they did a little resurgence of it, a World of Sport resurgence. Um, I can't remember who was on it. Jim Ross was one of the commentators, I remember that. Uh, the only person I remember wrestler that was on it that I remember at all was, um, you know, Grado. I can't remember if it was... Grado was what it used to be known as knowing something different in this, but I think it was Grado. Uh, I remember him from... Oh, is it ITV? Oh, no, ITV, fucking... Um, from Impact and stuff, I think I saw him in something else, I think. Yeah. But, um... Where's my lighter gone? Oh, I'm missing a lighter. Oh, here's. But, um... Yeah, so that was World of Sport, though. Um, and you had people in that. That was including different people. Like Adrian Street, Mick McManus, uh, Giant Haystacks, what I've got right now. Oh, Big Daddy, I completely forgot Big Daddy then somehow. Uh, Kendo Nagasaki, Steve Vida, Dynamite Kid, and Count Bartelli. Now, a lot of those names won't sound familiar, obviously. Mick McManus might sound familiar to a few. Big Daddy, that's one I'd heard of growing up, seeing him a lot, because my mum used to be quite a fan of this when she was younger. Not when I was around, when she had me, but I'd heard about it once, you know, I'd watched little bits of it later on in life. Um, and I'd heard about it before, too. This is the sh the epitome of the show where you had uh, a load of old women surrounding the ring, really close, you know, like a proper little indie show kind of thing where you see them really close to the ring. That always scares the heck out of me because I just imagine being in the crowd with my children and... Uh, I've been to gigs where people get carried and thrown over the um, fence, like crowd surfing. And even that, that stuff's annoying, that hurts. But somebody flying through the air towards you over the over the aisleway, a little kid, like I've seen in AEW a few times. No, 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 no. That's not going to work. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these names, though, yeah, Big, uh, Big Daddy, I think people will recognise that name. Um, big chubby old guy as well, like Dusty Rhodes, probably the nearest fingers in luck that you go to. Uh, just bolding and stuff, and older, I think, when he was around then. Um, giant haystacks, it was a giant, if I remember correctly, he was a giant guy with a big bushy hair, big bushy beard, really shoes too, bigger than, like one of the only ones that was bigger than Big Daddy. Uh, was that Mick McManus that was a big guy? It might have been both, both of them. Um, Kendo Nagasaki, I'm sure I remember him with the go with the black mask and the white lines across it. Well, I know that I, I know that I do. Pretty sure I do. Um, Dynamite Kid, though, is the interesting one there. Uh, before I was looking at this, I didn't fully realise Dynamite Kid had come through that. Um, I mean, if I look at it, I assume... I haven't actually checked it. Yeah, it is the same Dynamite Kid. Um, he's somebody that probably deserves his own show all alone. I assume there's been a Dark Side of the Ring episode about him. I'd be very surprised if you're not. The originator of the flying headbutt, which obviously went on to um, 
do nothing but great things for Chris Benoit. Didn't affect his life choices at all growing, growing older. Uh, yeah, didn't affect him at all. Not, not in the slightest. But this kind of world of sport, though, stayed on uh, TV from, so, 1950, oh, no, no, sorry, so mid-60s world of sport actually came about. Um, okay, so it actually spans over 100 years, wrestling does. So that, I was right then when I originally thought that it couldn't start with world of sport. It just didn't have any details on what was around before that, so it's not helpful in the slightest. It just basically says, yeah, there was stuff before the end. But, you know, um, but yeah, this is obviously the first like weekly show, like the first proper show I made. It's probably just like specials, pay per views before that. Uh, but this popped up in the mid 60s and went on until 1988, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, as a long running thing for, and this was Saturday mornings as well. It's another strange thing. So it's a completely different feel for wrestling nowadays. Nowadays, it's more of like a, you know, like the, they're trying to make it more the cool thing. So anything that's cool, for example, you don't have it on the 10 in the morning, do you? You put it on in the night time. You, um, you don't want a load of old people on the front row swinging around bags. No, no, you want kiddies. Or you want, um, well, attractive girls, really. <laughs> trying to think of a better way to put it. But that, to be fair, you don't really have that many kids in the front row for that reason, probably because in case people go near and hit them, whatever. But you don't get that happening in WWE. It's more of an AEW thing where... Um, People are like, you know, flying into the audience by accident and that. I, mean, I say by accident, but I don't know how they could have thought anything else would happen. Some of the times I've seen this. Um, I can imagine from Darby Allen, but Darby Allen has never done it. He always manages to go, as much as he flings himself out there, he always goes down a bit. So the most he'll do is go flying into the end, into the barricade. Um, so that went on till about, yeah, 1988. Um, some promotions featuring the British style of professional wrestling and others came up with a more contemporary American independent scene but this was kind of it I believe as far as well, British wrestling especially you know uh, as far as wrestling done in Britain or broadcasting for Britain etc um, it's kind of it after that you're kind of looking at when WWE started coming into it so if we have a quick look, see over there. So the first ever, uh, let's, let's read this bit actually. So over the years, World Wrestling Federation slash entertainment, as it was Federation back then, has won several broadcast events based in the UK. Um, yeah, okay. So the first thing it seems to be that they went and did ever in, w in the UK, uh, surprisingly, so it was 1988 that World of Sport got cancelled, but they only have to wait till the next year to get their next little fill of wrestling, because it was the 10th of October 1989, was the first ever WWF UK event. Uh, it was at London Arena in London, obviously, England, um, and that included uh, Hulk Hogan defending his World Heavyweight Championship against Randy Savage. Um, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to check to see if they actually were televised as they were. It was on Sky and all the general stuff. Um, so not only was it in England, the English people could watch it and stuff too. Um, so that was... I wonder if there's anything to do with that. They saw that obviously um, World of Sport 
ended, and then literally the next year they have a WWF event. It must have been there must have been a reason for that somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, there must have been. But then, weirdly though, uh, did tenth October nineteen ninety nine, but he didn't go back then until twenty fourth of April nineteen ninety one. Uh, it's like a month after my birthday. They were like, oh, you know what? Something's telling us we should go back to England. Uh, yeah, man, it's like. I don't know. It could be like a wrestling messiah there. Who knows? Little did they know I was coming eventually. I would come face to face with a certain man with three letters in his name. But he didn't sign me. I didn't speak to him at all. It was a good job because I was high at my tits. But that's the that's story for later on in this episode. So that was Rampage. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. UK Rampage was a UK show at this point. So... Rampage isn't even an a, um, original name for the AW show. That's amazing. I can't believe nobody else has noticed that. I have to point that out. Um, the 3rd of October 1991 after that, it was a battle at Albert Hall, uh, which included a 20-man battle royal. Um, and a few more little bits like that anyway. But the first big, big show we got over here, and ironically, it was the last one we'd have for... What, uh, two decades? This was SummerSlam 1992. Um, it doesn't tell me on here which part it was, but that was at Wembley Stadium, so a big, the big giant stadium that, um, well, it's not the exact same stadium that AW are going to be in later this year because that's a brand new stadium now. I don't think even much has been done in it. I might be wrong about that, it might have been around for a good few years now. Um, but we'll get to them now, obviously. Um, at this point, there's only been one the one in London. Uh, this was in London, obviously. He included Bret Hart as the Intercontinental Champion defending against the British Bulldog. Uh, there was a WWE title match on this show. It was uh, Randy Savage versus... Oh, I've just seen this. I've seen it the, um, not too long ago. Randy Savage versus... Oh, I don't know. Gonna, gonna come, probably time on here, actually. Uh... Here we go. Okay, so it was... Oh, the Ultimate Warrior. Okay. So, that's why I can't remember it. Because, naturally, everybody tries to blank Ultimate Warrior from their memory as much as possible. Because he's the Ultimate Warrior. And his heart will live on forever. Sort the weirdest thing ever that happened that we did with the um, Ultimate Warrior. But we're not here for that right now, though, are we? Unless you want to be. But I don't think you do. But that was our last big one, that SummerSlam, though. Um, there has been stuff in between, of course. It hasn't just been a case of we had SummerSlam in 92 and the next thing you had was uh, Clash at the Castle. Um, no, we had little things in that time. We had a lot of, more than anything, we had Roars and Smackdowns that were taped here. Um, it didn't become that frequent, I don't think, but it was a yearly thing. It became in the end, was it yearly or twice a year? Because I know they have two um, tours a year to come over to here. But I can't quite think about that. But this should tell me if I have a look, see. Um, okay, yes, yeah, so that's not that. Okay, so let's have a look. So you had Rampage again in 93. Um, and then wouldn't be back again after that for four more years, for one night only. So this is the start of the kind of, one not only scenes was the first of the kind of um, glorified house shows 
the day we do over here. I suppose the UK Rampage was that, really. That was the first inclination. This is when it kind of really started. They started to try and differentiate them by having different names. Yeah, this one night only here um, with British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels for the European Championship as a main event. Okay. Um, that makes sense now. Why I remember, like, European title and Intercontinental title being, like, you know, important. I don't remember there being mid-card titles because apparently there wasn't really. Because it's always the top guys you see in these going for them. Um... I think British Bulldog, oh no, no, that's years later, when it's, yeah, well, we're going to forget that. Um, so then it would go to the next year, Mayhem in Manchester, and then it would be one at the end of that year, as all capital carnage, but these are still both the same kind of thing, though. Um, just glorified house shows, um, where nothing really much happened, and then No Mercy, Rebellion, Insurrection, Rebellion, Insurrection, Rebellion, Insurrection, Rebellion, um, over and over, um, for until 2003. So, wow, I didn't realise that. 2003 was the last of these glorified house shows that we had over here. Um, so we didn't do them for that long either. So, from 2003 onwards, we would have, like, the Wars and the Smackdowns. But they're, they're not the same as a big pay-per-view, of course. We wouldn't get anything like it. And I don't really understand why they didn't come back over here more. Because, well, I say that, we might have learned from um, somebody's explanation the other day. We'll get to that in a minute too. That's coming up shortly. But Raw, I mean, Raw and Smackdowns were great, obviously, but it wasn't what you wanted. If you're only getting Raw and Smackdowns, you knew that they didn't see you as the place to blow off. So you were just a stepping stone. Uh, so we just we just had what we could deal with, you know. We we it, going to watch wrestling is in no way a uh, something I would expect to do. I've done it once in my life. When I saw wrestling live, like WWE wrestling, um, when it was just a random house show, it was good and all, you know, but you knew nothing was going to happen. And that's how pretty much all of these felt, but then obviously the Raw and Smackdown stuff will happen, but it's very rare you'd get big marquee matches, you know. I think one of the biggest matches I can remember happening would be um, Undertaker actually performing in the UK at a random Raw after WrestleMania, it might have been after the one that I can't remember. No, it wasn't after WrestleMania, it couldn't have been. Um, the, well, it is because they're like April, I think, but it's end of April, so it's not right after. But I know they had it was either with the Shield or against the Shield. I imagine against the Shield, it might have been with Team Hell No, if that would make sense. Um, that was one of the biggest marquee matches I can remember, and I was still like a surprise one, you know. Um, but then from 2003 then, no more pay-per-views whatsoever until 2022 came around because I believe, actually it must have been in um, Printing Man's Control still when Ca Clash of the Castle was announced. It must have been. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it definitely must have been. I'm just trying to put it together now because it was Friday, September 2022. And he went out, I believe... Vince either went out in July or Triple H um, sorry that or Triple H took over the company in July was one of them but either way though yeah um, so it's interesting to see why they did this after such a huge amount of time like I imagine a lot of it was to do with after Covid and that we have a lot more laxed um, stuff because we got rid of it a lot better like our numbers are pretty much non-existent now from what I've seen um, 
so you the place, you know, need a good place for people to want to go to and that. And I guess that went down well because it was always a great show in general too and the crowd were really into it. Lady was out, we have a really good crowd in England, probably because we're starved a bit most of the time as well. Um, you know, if it went, like, if you go there too much, then obviously it's going to do what AEW are pretty much doing to Chicago right now. It's going there over and over again. Uh, Clash at the Castle, though, that was, I think, probably where things started to change a bit, so they took a focus on that, you know, on the idea of doing stuff a bit more, I think. I think international shows in general, they're looking to do a lot more now, because uh, obviously you got all the Saudi shows. So, I mean, if they make it look like they're doing a lot more international shows, then they haven't got to explain away the Saudi shows as much, do they? They're just like, we're just going everywhere. What do you mean? We're going doing things there. It'd be wrong of us to leave Saudi out just because people don't like their government, which is the thing as well, as much as obviously the Saudi government are terrible. But it doesn't mean that people shouldn't get to see things that they want to see, though, at the same time. You know, it's everyone... Wrestling is like a basic human right to me. Everyone should be allowed to have it. And if you haven't got it, we need to put something in place to make sure you get it as soon as possible in your veins. Hook it up straight away. Clash of the Castle, though. That was, oh, it Roman's uh, Reigns and Drew McIntyre for the title, wasn't it? This is where we had the appearance of Solo. Which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Solo's only been around then for seven, uh, was that September or any? Yeah, so, uh, oh, yeah, ten months. That's had a really good year, and he hasn't even done that much. If you think about it, he hasn't been in a lot of. He hasn't really had any feuds. He's had a little. No, he hasn't had a feud at all, really. Uh, so that was interesting for that actually. That he came about there, and I saw also a course where he had the weirdest ending ever. I'm so glad they didn't bring him back, uh, Tyson Fury. They kept him completely away this time. We had the little karaoke bit at the end to see us all off because of reasons but um the main reason i wanted to mention some of this stuff today though i was going to be done talking about anything to do with britain and wrestling because i was like well money in the bank it's going to be the last thing we get for a while um so yeah like the show itself was great as expected money in the bank matches are really cool um I think I predicted most of them voiced. I need to have a check of that to see how me and Patrick and Brian did. Because I did get them to give me their predictions last time. Despite the fact that they were locked up and... I mean, um, despite the fact they were very comfortable and free to leave at any point. Because of that, I was ask, able to ask them their predictions. Money in the bank. So I've got to tally them up, actually. I forgot about that and see who's uh, won. And then amend it so that it looks like I have. But, um, money in the bank though, yeah. So, great show in general, but the thing I'm focus on more than anything. Uh, well, because actually, before you even get to that, because money in the bank, the fact that we had that is a huge thing because realistically, that is one of the big four now. A lot of people agree that's to uh, replace Survivor Series. Um, there's still a place for Survivor Series, you know. It might, you know, it might be cool to, to use the next Survivor Series. Do that in um, do that in Saudi, because that kind of stuff works. The big matches, you know, the five on five. It is more like a glorified house show essentially when you have um, Survivor Series because it's not title matches. Um, not generally about feuds. You get some few blow offs, obviously. Um, 
but it's more about the five on five matches, and you generally don't get title matches. And you have like what well, the champion, we champions when we said them too. The US person the kind of two women, you know, uh, you just have to have Roman, uh, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, I guess, at this point, fighting each other. That's the only way that would work. You were jumping for champion on the tag titles. Oh, my voice is going, people, I'm sorry. I need to take a drink. But the fact that we got one of the big ones is, it says a lot about how they look at uh, wrestling in the UK now. And the only thing I can assume then, for the reason for that, is because of when this stuff started happening beforehand. It's got to be quite in uh, indicative of I like the word. It's got to be indicative of the, what Nick Khan is bringing to the table. He obviously recognises the money that was there to be made in the UK because that's everything runs by money, and the crowd too, um, the trust that they have. Um, yeah, that's, that's got to be all going into it. But then, of course, you have, uh, you look at the other side when <laughs> um, we had, obviously, John Cena come out on that and talking about a few different things. None of us, none of us really knew where it was going. And out of nowhere, he started talking about WrestleMania in England, which obviously got a giant pop because the idea of that, I honestly never thought we'd even be talking about that possibility. I always wanted it. I always want any kind of more stuff to happen over here so I can go. It's not that easy to go to America. Well, without being put in a box and getting air holes, it's not that easy to go to America, really. Ooh, water. I didn't give them any water. I don't want a boat, there's plenty. There's plenty of water. Uh, uh, your money in the bank, though. Um, with the WrestleMania tease from John Cena. I mean, they're not going to tease that if there's no chance of it happening. Um, we knew that's kind of been... I mean, that might have been a Vincism where you're not going to tease something if you haven't got any plans to do it eventually. But, I mean, John Cena, he's been kind of brought up through the Vince um, lineage. They all have, they've all been trained up by Vince. Triple H is just obviously a bit more of his... Sometimes his own guy now, but... Oh, he's still got to answer the pins, and I forgot about that actually. Because the whole UFC thing. So it could be something to do with Endeavour taking over. It could be something to do with Nick Khan. But I think it must be Nick Khan more so myself. Because when you look at the timeline, I think that fits in better. Um, but going forward, though, I guess they all must have somewhat faith in that concept. But at the same time, not as well. Because John Cena was also during that time, he was talking about how. We are seen as the um, the more unruly crowd. <coughs> uh, the crowd, you know, that if I don't like something, they'll tell you. Uh, class as a bizarro world, for example, which is apparently a vincism for places he just doesn't like because they don't go along with the optics or the narratives that he's trying to tell. It's probably the better way to put it. Um, obviously, that's not so much of an issue now. And... Apparently, though, this, uh, that was the other thing about taking over the shows. And it's kind of hard to argue with it because you do have things such as whenever Bailey's trying to wrestle, um, all you hear is, hey, hey, Bailey, ooh, ah, I want to know if you be my girl. Hey, hey, 
Hey. So it's kind of hard to argue the fact that uh, the British currency take over. It's like the source, you know, plenty of other people do it as well. But from somebody like myself who is also work, you know, I am in the entertainment industry uh, as a comedian. Um, it's like when we have hecklers, which is not a cool thing to do. If you ever go to a comedy show and people are like, uh, oh, never let somebody go to the comedy, but oh, we're going to heckle you tonight. Heckling is not a normal thing to do. You don't go to the cinema and start shouting at the screen that you don't like it. It's not what you do. You wouldn't go to a play and do it. So, you know, what I mean? you know. Um, forgot my train of thought again now. Yeah, anyway, it'll come back to me. Uh, so it's not, you know, uh, oh yeah, so <laughs> there's two hecklers though, in my opinion. There's the kind of heckler where they're trying to be a dick. They're trying to be one of those people I just said before, you know, pushing it to try and get that annoying reaction. Because they think, maybe they think it's just what you do, but they're still just, they're, they're trying to disrupt the show is the best way to put it. If you've got people that are trying to disrupt the show, then they're the bad kind of hecklers. That's the best way to put it. But if you have people that just get carried away, they're not trying to wreck anything, they probably feel really bad if they realise they were wrecking it. Um, they're just having fun, you know, they're the kind of people you don't want to go in on when you're performing, you know, you want to um, it's have a laugh with them and then to kind of make the point a bit forcefully if you need to, but normally you don't even need to do that. A lot of times it's kind of fun having a laugh with them and incorporating into it, because it should be like, comedy should be like a conversation, it should be like chilling with some of your friends, having a laugh, that's what it should feel like in my opinion. Um, but... I don't know if you can put that in the same category when it comes to wrestling, no, because I've, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it does work. Not, not you can't put him in the um, dickhead category. I mean, you would have him in the category where people are having fun, just going along with it, they're excited, um, you know, they're chanting for the person who's in the ring. I mean, we went through so many years of people chanting CM Punk all the time. At least they chanted for somebody in the ring. It's not like they were doing that Bailey thing the whole night. Uh, I think I did that at one point, or somewhere did, but that's that's not what we're talking about now. I, they just enjoy it, it's just like, because it's that energy as well, and them guys being like that, that gives you the moments, like when the Usos came out at the end for the Civil War, Bloodline Civil War, um, I've never heard the whole crowd singing along to the Usos song like that. Never heard that before. Um, and when you see the crowd videos as well, you see... They were all going along with it to the chorus every time the chorus came up. And that's a great song as well. You got it's one of the best wrestling songs that there are right now. Uh, which is you know that's another good episode we could do in the future because there are some great wrestling themes now. Um, there wasn't a few years back, but then there used to be great ones back in the past more. But then you look at AEW and most of their music. The end of music is, yeah, it's pretty kind of crappy. But then he has the ones that he's paid money for to have proper songs, and you can't beat them. You can have the coolest song ever made, you know, in-house, or how it works. But if you take a song that's already been done, um, and people know it better, it's already had that recognition straight away, and they also know, you, you know, you, you put some money into this straight away. The optics are there for most people to understand it's like, or even not if you put the money in, just like, oh, that song, I like that song. That can be enough sometimes, a good song, to draw you in at the beginning, because it's when you need to be, 
you need like a good song is really important and a good video because as it leads on from the show before you're going to keep the people around if they're joining to straight away like saturday is a way for fighting is a perfect choice for collision in my example in my opinion absolutely perfect god knows how much he's having to pay for that that can't be cheap but um talking about AEW as well this is also part of the reason why the chat about UK wrestling is so much larger too is because AEW of course are um, in a month I think it's over a month I don't think it's less than a month it might be well it's August anyway so it's next month um, that will be coming to London as well uh, I think this was announced before Money in the Bank funnily enough um, yeah so look into that what you will considering this will end up being after uh, but oh, the ticket sales have shocked everyone I mean when I saw it I was like they're doing state they're doing Wembley Wembley is not the arena either either they're doing the stadium um, I mean I haven't been so I don't really I don't even appreciate how large it is because people have said and just seeing it when they're doing stuff there like it is immense it's huge um, obviously the seating is always different so I'm not going to look at what the seating capacity is because it's always different compared to different things but I know that the number they've sold is destroyed what everybody thought uh, and then in the time frame too I believe there are only 13,000 off selling out for the way they've set it up and they've sold about 73,000 tickets which people were saying 20 would be amazing it would be the whole all-in thing came from um, them selling out a 10,000-people arena, if I believe. That's where all-in, the original one, came from. The bet from Dave Martin was like, we'll take that bet. And they did it. So you go from that to now Wembley Stadium, 73,000. And it's easy to say, I'm sure Tony Khan or somebody has brought that up from the secondary market, whatever it's called. Very easy to say that. But... If it was a Tony Khan thing where, as some people say too, you know, that he was just buying them and just giving them away, or like super discount, then I think we'd have heard about that if that was the case. And he hasn't got enough people that he knows that would keep quiet about it. He can't have um, to bring them all to the wrestling unless he's got like a country somewhere that we don't know about. Like a little country. He only needs a little one. Or like a big town, you know. A town or a big village. Probably be a big village, I guess. But actually, no, I probably wouldn't be. Yeah, you'd need a town. You'd need a town. You wouldn't need a big one, but you'd probably need at least a town. Probably more than that. I don't know how you Americans word this stuff. I don't know how we word it even, so I'm definitely not going to know how you guys word it. Or anyone watching, whether it's uh, Singapore, Sri Lanka, Germany, or France. For example. But, um... So that's, I mean, considering they haven't even given out any of the match cards yet as well, that makes it especially amazing, really, because you know, it kind of shows that they just don't need to worry about that as much because to get people want to just see the matches, they want to see the classic matches that they do. They probably want to see dream matches and stuff, which is good that they're hoping, which is good because I think that's what it's going to be more than anything. It's not going to be the blow-off pay-per-view, because obviously a week after it, you've got um, all out. So that doesn't really work. Um, I haven't said a name for this, actually. I hope they call it All In again. That would make the same. Is it called or is... I feel like there's an All In coming out, or... 
coming up. I mean, it might be that. That would make sense. Um, yeah, because he got all out so close after two, like a week later, it just makes sense that, from what I've heard too, as well, this is the opinion, that um, it will be like a dream match scenario, one where they're putting out all the matches that they might want to see, probably some British people in there too, um, that aren't always there. But that's the kind of thing you imagine it's going to be. And then there'll be matches, obviously, including people that are feuding and stuff, maybe. Uh, but the majority of the actual title matches where you, where they could change hands anyway um, will probably be uh, all out. Although saying that, you know, there's a good chance they could do one title change. They always, they're always changing the TNT title, so I'm sure that could change hands again. Uh, the TVS hasn't quite reached that, but I'm sure it will do. Uh, it should do, really. You can't have Jay Cargill have it for that long and then, you know, uh, someone else who does the exact same thing straight away it kind of cheapens what she did. You know. I put food in a while ago and I didn't do anything with it. I'm going to quickly jump and check that actually. The camera can stay there, but this can come with me. Because I swear I put some food in, but I didn't. Oh, I didn't put it in. I just turned the thingy on, I think. Let's find out. Oh, no, okay. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, as far as the show itself goes, it's going to be a good one. Um, all out. You just know it's uh, all in. All in. I'm going to call it Wembley All In. It's going to be a great show. Uh, but it's just going to be interesting the more and more matches are announced for it because you imagine realistically that sh should start now we're like like I said like a month away from it so it needs to start now but we will have to wait and see for that whether it does whether it does and it's kind of impossible to know maybe we'll have some kind of European champion made for it I highly doubt it but somewhere somewhere along the lines there needs to be a European champion, but we've got an international champion in AEW now, so that better be defended. That one better be defended actually at um at All In Wembley, because otherwise they've been cheated. They'll be totally defended as well, but you know what it's like sometimes when you see these. Like when we watched uh, Forbidden Door at the weekend, looking at it, it's like okay, yeah, there's a, sure, there's an AEW World Title match and an NJPW title match. Um, and all them, it's like, the heavyweight title was like, yeah, well, that's not going to change, they're not going to change, are they? It's not going to happen. I mean, like, the United States, IWGP, that, sure, that one can. Um, but yeah, most of the time, you, you, you kind of know when something could or won't, you, well, more than anything, you know when something won't change or there's not going to be a change here. There's not going to be a title adopted in that. Um... There's going to be some of their money, I think, as it always is. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's the thing, though, as a British um, wrestling fan, I've got kind of bored of AEW, and I think a lot of it is as well, though. Um, AEW have had this thing with ITV for a while, like I mentioned at the beginning, where, you know, World of Sport was on the whole time. They've been having wrestling on their show since the mid-60s, on their channel since the mid-60s. 
Um, and they did like a random resurgence for like a one night only show. I remember that. Um, I think I mentioned that already. Um, so it's, it kind of bothers me that I t that AEW are on ITV now. Well, well, they have been the whole time. They've got a um, agreement with them, but you can't watch it live. It used to be worse, but now if you want to watch, say, Dynamite, and on a Wednesday for everyone, you have to wait till a Friday to watch it. Um, it's usually about a two-day gap for the others, I think, as far as the yeah, Rampage is the same. Uh, I don't know about Collision. I don't even know if that's on there. Um, I need to have a look at Collision, actually, because that's another one. I haven't checked it for that. Um, but it's just... As wrestling fans, everyone listening to this knows now you can't be waiting a week in between shows. Uh, so you can't be waiting um, a couple of days every week to find out what happened because it would just get spoiled for you. So your only choices are, you know, uh, either to go online, read some spoilers, or, oh, God forbid, try and find somewhere you can watch it online for free. Um, I don't know where you're going to watch wrestling.la for free I do not know when you're going to www.watchwrestling.la for free I don't know how you could ever do that I wouldn't do it that's terrible to go on www.watchwrestling.la atrocious thing to do um, I would much rather be giving AEW um, my views and I think it would go up a lot in IT in England, if they did that, because ITV, as we said, it's every anyone that's got any kind of TV in England. When I say any kind of TV, I mean any kind of TV package. So, you know, like um, over here we get Virgin of Sky, the main ones. We got all the other stuff too, and you got like the Now TV, the Freeview. Um, anyone's like that with channels on, this will be included in there. Um, you can go on the ITV hub and you can watch them for free anyway. You don't even need to pay anything. Um, so, you know, if they had AW on that properly, then it would be a great place for it. But they just haven't seen... I don't, I'd love to know whether it's Tony Khan not willing to pay it or whether it's um, ITV just don't want to do it. If it's a case of paying it, then that's craziness because there's stuff he is paying for. Um, where it won't, uh, it's great having a great... Um, product, a great show, that's awesome. Um, even if it's not my cup of tea, you know, per se, it's still wrestling, though, so I watch it each week. It's just not my preferred brand, I guess, is probably the best way to put prefer, Well, not preferred, that was the worst way to put it actually, because it literally means preferred brand. I'm a preferred brand of tea. It's not my favourite thing I want to taste all the time, but I still like it. Um, God, I don't know, I just, just want a cup of tea. The heck? I might have to go myself a cup of tea. A proper cup of tea, not like these other ones where like none of this green stuff. It's a proper cup of tea with some milk and sugars in there. I like it to be not buildery. I like it to be a bit milky. Because I'm a bitch. We all know. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's probably about as much as I can go through at the moment with you all. Um, oh, actually, no. Sorry, one last thing I did forget to talk about. Uh, with a great story actually that I can finish up on. Um, so the other thing that I forgot to talk about is NXT. 
NXT are probably the ones I reckon then that made them. This makes a bit more sense now remembering this. This is probably where the with the wanting to go back to UK has come about then for something a bit more substantial anyway, because there's been takeovers here, at least one. Um, but also they did a very smart thing as well. Um, probably like five years ago, or a bit more than that actually. For a couple of years in a row, they had NXT Wrestling at uh, Download. Download is one of the, uh, I don't know, it might be the biggest or one of the biggest metal um, festivals in the UK. It's probably the biggest metal festival in the UK, to be fair. Um, yeah, it's a big three uh, stages and all that, three days of it all. And there was a wrestling thing set up and you could go and watch it, like two shows a day, I think it was. Um, and I, you know, I'm not saying I was on anything, but I might have been on some stuff. I might have been not bud high. I might have been super high in other ways. And I was floating around the place. And before I had a super bad trip later on, which is another story that I'm not going to tell now, because uh, you have to see me on stage if you want to hear that story. It's, a, it's an amazing story. It includes snails chasing me into my tent. Um... But they had obviously the different. I mean, back then I remember the people who were in there. Like Baron Corbin was still in NXT at that point. I remember him. Um, which I thought I can really remember, you know. Uh, not surprised, no, because as I said, I was not in the best state. But the one thing I do remember is Triple H making a surprise appearance right there with me, uh, right in front of me, so because I was on the front, um, right on the front row, so. There was clips of it on YouTube, if, um, on WWE Network, so if you can find me there, look at my eyes, they're giant. I mean, my eyes are bigger in general, you know, not because I partook in any substances that m might be of questionable legality. No, not because of that. that was, that's silly talk. But obviously it shows how much Triple H was into um, the UK. He came over and did a little thing himself. He wanted to accept an award um for Lemmy or something to do with Lemmy uh, for Motorhead because they were such good friends and the one stage the download is the Lemmy stage um, since he died um, so you can see a lot of the ties there where maybe a lot of it is Triple H's push for it maybe Nick Khan was a lot more um, appreciative of the idea a lot more into the idea than Vince was because I I have to assume it was Vince that had an issue with going back and doing a pay-per-view um, in England because, well, for obvious reasons. And once he starts arguably having less power now or maybe not being able to get away with as much is probably the better way to put it, knowing he's, you know, got to behave himself a bit. Um, he's obviously letting a bit more go now when we get this. And hopefully um, John Cena didn't just get all our hopes up for nothing hopefully we will end up with a um wrestlemania in england i mean i could say in the uk but in england we wanted to be in england put it in london that's fine london isn't that far for me that's sweet i can get there i'm going there actually um this wednesday and this thursday for uh two comedy gigs because on the wednesday i've got i am at the um which one was it and then on that it was uh Zabranos and then in Soho London and then the day after this Thursday coming I would be at um Boogaloo uh in Highgate London 
yeah, one from the gong show, I can't remember which one, but I've got some funny funnies to say, and some more funny funnies to sing, and even more funny funnies to rap about. There was plenty there for anyone, unless you really want to see wrestling when you're out and about at a comedy show, because I won't be able to do that. I will probably get in trouble. But if I can help you with anything else other than that, then by all means, uh, get at me on Facebook, KD Comedy. Um, same, check out kdcomedy.com for more info on stuff I'm doing. Um, but also check out KD Comedy Podcasts. Um, on Spotify, um, for all those pad- podcasting platforms, everybody would mention any one of them. I'm on them all, um, and there's music video. Well, there's always video versions on YouTube too. So if you really want to see my face and maybe Nathan Parrish's face too, my squishy logic, my squishy logic brother, then that would be the place to do it. That's KD Comedy official on YouTube, or just check out the KD Comedy podcast anywhere you get your podcasts from. As I already said, um. And myself, you can get me every Tuesday, 2 till 3 p.m. on Switch Radio, playing music, having a laugh, doing all that fun stuff. Um, but this is all we got for now. As I said, I'm sure Patrick and Brian will have got to their destination in America ready for the next episode. We'll find out. But from me taking over, on my own most likely, that is it. Hopefully, I won't get murdered by the other two once they get out of said box because I wouldn't be happy about being in a box for so long but then again it's because of things like that which is why I love wrestling yep that worked yeah I'm going to make sure I've got enough air holes in there I'll ring up the guy Oh, he's already put it in the boat, actually. Oh, damn. I should sure get it to the captain. I'll find out. I'll check it out. I'll double check. Yeah. Bye-bye. Take care.